This is Crow Inquisitors, an actual play RPG podcast about exonerated criminals doing the dirty work of a corrupt church. I'm Caleb, your host and game master, and you're about to listen to episode 8 of the show. This week, we're missing Jared and Adam, and Trevor joins shortly into the episode. Let's jump right in and hear our characters' beliefs, instincts, and traits. This is Crow Inquisitors. Welcome! We're live with the Burning Wheel. Hello, hello. I'm so happy that we get to come back to this game because I missed it. Jared and I the other day um, did like a quick mini session to kind of decide like what his character was doing during this time. And it gave me the perfect game plan for like what's going to happen in this session. Just and we should like, be really afraid, right? Because Jared gave you an idea for maybe <laughs> for, for for a session he wasn't going to be a part of. Uh-huh. That's that's scary. <laughs> it really is. Uh, quick question. Was Dylan there the whole time, or do we need to figure out what he was doing, too? Um, no, we basically figured it out. Okay, so when they left, you, they interrogated, were interrogating the cultists, and then basically got to a point where like they weren't going to tell. They did a horrible job of interrogating. Basically, they got them to a point where they wouldn't speak anymore. Like They just failed so many roles that they just wouldn't talk anymore, and they got all <laughs> the information they could get out of them. And then, okay. and then it got to the point where like they went off to do something else, and Dylan and Sergio basically took the rest of that session learning about the heretic's beliefs. I think we'll kind of play that out a little bit. I think what we might do is like have Cantarius and Antonius's characters kind of meet back up with you. And then when Trevor gets here, we'll flash back to that and kind of play out that learning of the heretic's belief scene a little sure. bit. So yeah, let's go ahead and just kind of do our, our normal shtick and uh, read off beliefs and instincts and whatnot. Okay, so Alphonse will pay for what he did to our sister, but he's just for now. I'll see he lives to bring us to free allies. Um, you might want to rewrite that for this session. Oh, well, maybe not. You might, well, you know, you until we enact the plan in which we yeah. trap them all, that's yeah. kind of the thing. Okay. And then I've been entrusted with the holy task, and I'll keep the reference assigned to it line. I'll assert myself as the head of the group. Instincts never go unarmed under any circumstance. If I'm to kill a man, I'll do it honorably whenever possible. And never learn, or never leave a word against the holy honor challenged. Character traits, discipline, faithful, market privilege, tonsured, fearless, and then the cultural traits of religious haughty and gluttonous. Cool, cool. And we'll be cool as after, I think when we get to the end of this session, we'll be able to kind of do the trait vote, I think. I think we're, we're to that point where this and is Jared the end. And vote so, yeah. onto each other. <laughs> What's actually interesting with Jared's character is we were talking about this last night, and he is thinking about, I mean, he's, he's directly trying to get the faithful trait at this point with the whole Narani thing that's happened with, you know, seducing the goddess. So that's my, yeah. my, my good thing. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, yeah. And he now, also, only, yeah, he also is interested you know, in getting the gifted trait and maybe getting magic. But we'll kind of see how. Yeah, I'd like to do that so. too. Cantarius, uh, tell us who you are. The various ways that I can screw with your character this session. I was spared for a reason. <laughs> I'll administer my own justice. I will spare no one to stop this disease. The Ooh, staff is the key right, to figuring right. out what happened to my son. I will Ooh. find a way to get it back. Get it back? Oh yeah, that's right. It disappeared. Yeah. Sorry, oh, somebody stole it from me. So I will always do what's right, no matter what anyone thinks. I will make sure that there's no unnecessary death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's a confrontation, I'll make sure the leader decides what to do. Right. 
always inventing something, never Hummer child, right? Awesome. It's really um, fun making pithy lines that show how my character has changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, really it cool is. though? Yeah, that's one of the things yeah. I really like about this system. Rabble rouser, gifted, dreadful, intimidating, blind, religious, foreign blood, haughty, and gluttonous. Beliefs. I want to get my life back, so I will play along with what the church is having us do. The current step is to catch the remaining heretics. Right, right. I think maybe the the better belief there is maybe just I will finish the <laughs> mission. It's a little ambiguous as to if you need to catch remaining heretics or if this thing is unrelated. I blame Cantarius for Maddie's death and wanted to be punished. Therefore, I will find an excuse to get him into trouble. I totally deserve that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a horrible person. Therefore, I will rain in the bloodthirsty impulses of the other members of the party. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, now, instincts. Uh, if I see something broken, I must fix it. I always believe I am right. Yes, you do. And I always have a knife on me. <laughs> and character traits. Broken in, ambitious, cynical, made man, hand-eye coordination, unlucky. Mm-hmm. And cultural traits of religious, haughty, and gluttonous. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you actually being able to get back to Lucerta and start, like, reconnecting with your guild buddies and, like, see oh. what, what they're going to think. Yeah, no kidding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we're going to meet your wife. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to go really uh-huh, well. Uh-huh. Definitely. Oh, well, absolutely. It will, it, it will go fine. I don't know what you're talking about, David. It will be fine. It's just a, it's just a simple know. reunion, you know? Yeah, I think where we pick up is uh, Cantarius, Alphonse, and Antonius walking down the streets of Estal back towards the prison, back towards that uh, barracks where all the cultists are kind of like shoved into one prison cell. And I think what happens is the camera follows this, I think. But like Antonius and Cantarius. Wait, the <laughs> We're watching a film in our head. The hanging yeah. microphone comes onto the screen. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. And then, oh, and then, and then you guys nice. burst out laughing and it's a blooper. So I think we follow the camera as it kind of like stays behind with Alphonse while Cantarius and Antonius kind of like move off. And I'm assuming that you guys are kind of focused on like getting back and sharing the information with the rest of the party and like, you know, figuring out what's going to happen next. Like, I remember Antonius has this weird amulet thing, right? Like that he's going to show to everybody. It's got to be magic. I have no idea what it is. Strange magic. I think the camera just follows Alphonse and a nun walks up to Alphonse. And I think we just see the nun like hand Alphonse like this letter. And then we cut, and it's back to Antonius and Cantarius. And what does his face look like? He, he just kind of looks puzzled. Um, and if the camera would have stayed longer with uh, Alphonse, we would have seen a lot more. But as of now, we okay. don't really, yeah, we don't really see a whole lot. Not enough to really understand what's going on. Okay. Cantarius and Antonius walk in. Cantarius, I mean, you're still pretty wounded from blind. Your, oh. Yeah, you're still blind, <laughs> and you're also pretty wounded still from your the craziness that's was you know happened with uh, Lyran. The guy who stabbed you. You're probably not doing the best as of now. I mean, Sergio and Dellen are kind of like just finishing up their interrogation session of like figuring out what the cultist beliefs are and how they line up with like orthodox right. beliefs. Just for Dellen's composure, is he, does what they say line up with the old Ticoni text, what he's read and all that stuff too? Um, or is at least from his point of view? I mean, because he is already not subscribing entirely to what right. the. Modern yeah, church says, and he's read the old Ticoni stuff, so. Since Trevor's not here, let's just go ahead and make that roll to kind of figure that out. So, I mean, what skill would you Oh, we're using? making a roll? Yeah. Okay. 
to kind of figure yeah, it out. Because, I, I mean, mean, the cultists aren't... Well, I mean, doc- no, no, because this is the thing, like, to get the information out of them, you know, in the first place, because they're not oh. super forthcoming well, I mean, with that. Obviously, Yuma was, but this is after Cantarius, Antonius, and Alphonse completely botched their interrogation of these people, and so they didn't I want to... I wasn't part of that. Okay, so Alphonse then. <laughs> and Cantarius, actually. Oh, yeah. They just botched I, it, I, I so, yeah, they, these people I just don't want to talk talent. to you anymore, so there's going to have to be a role involved right. to, to get any more... Yeah, I mean, he probably goes specifically to Yuma just because he knows that right, she right. is... Definitely. Not only is she, like, a leader, but she's also was actually interested in talking to him. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. definitely. So yeah, what role are you making here? I don't really know what I would make. I mean I can't pre chatter. I'd roll persuasion, but I'd probably fail. And like he's not I don't know. Sure. Because so, so I'm pretty sure Sergio would also want to know this, so I'm just gonna have him go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Um which you can help if okay. you have something that you think would help. I don't have anything except persuasion that would help. I mean if you can think of something convincing that you could bring up to bear with Swayzen to get some bonus here. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of hoping to use their earlier conversation just to, like, basically make the challenge rating lower in that he's like, I I want to know more about what you said. Sure, like, sure. You know. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just give you advantage dice, an advantage dice for this then, um, just because of you're talking to Yuma specifically, and she's more a little bit more yeah. willing to tell. I'd also like to specifically, like, if I can, because they're all in one cell, you said, right? Which pretty much must be yep. a pretty big cell. I was wondering if we could. It's really not somewhere. a big cell, but they're all pretty oh. cramped in there. So okay, I'm going to ask the guards to bring her to another, like a more secluded area, somewhere we can talk. It's more comfortable. It's secluded. Mm-hmm. Without swords nearby. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just like so, swords. so we're. I do my sword. <laughs> also, can I at some point have gone back and gotten those swords? They were pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're you're a holy knight, so you Thanks. you could just confiscate them as evidence, you know. So yes, it's totally a thing you can do. I have a feeling I might end up giving them back at some point. Maybe not not for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean, you you could just bring her to like I mean, there's been an interrogation room basically that you've been bringing them to, and it's not built for interrogation per se, but it's just this, you know back room that right. they you've been. Is that, there an area we could go that's less usatory? Sure. I mean, yeah, you could bring them maybe to just the. Because I think we've established at this point that the prison is like this entrance area, and then there's stairs that go down into the prison area, and so you could just bring her up to that like first ent- like entrance way, and there might be like you know a chair or two that are just kind of sitting there for guards to sit at while they're okay. waiting at the entrance. So you could just like sit her down there and talk to her. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Sure. So this is Trevor making a persuasion test or Sergio rather, and what is the intent exactly? You can kind of like decide this for Trevor because he's not here, but. Just to have her explain what what their beliefs are and stuff, mm-hmm. basically. Just at least for Adele, and he wants to be able to have enough information to compare and determine whether or not he thinks that their beliefs have any clout. Whether or not they're, you know, whether it's just random heretic jumbo that came from a prophet that claimed met some you right. know, deity, or if it's actually like founded in what he's right. read of old mm-hmm. stuff and newer stuff. Okay, um, four, I think. And Trevor has five persuasions, so it's going to be hard-ish, but not like just outright impossible. Did you say you were going to give him an advantage dice? Yep, I already did. So, yep. Okay, cool. Well, that sucks. Uh, he just, he didn't get one six. He did get a six. Now, I'll have him spend a fate on it. It should be fine. Ah, I should have prayed, but darn it. <laughs> I always forget. Isn't that always the problem? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True that. 
Okay, cool. Awesome. That's enough successes. Um, awesome. All right. So you already know so far that, I mean, that's at least the point of what they're trying to do is to try to hearken back to those old texts and try to like be more faithful to them. And I feel like Sergio probably has a lot to offer to the conversation in figuring that out because he knows the old Tekoni texts in some ways better than he knows Orthodox doctrine because he spent so much time there. Because he has a lot of foreign doctrine too, right? Exactly, yeah. Let me actually look at his specific stats here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I kind of figured that if my character had a high enough doctrine in, in this, it would kind of bleed over into that just because it's the roots. Right. It looks like he has a two in both of them. So he's definitely a lot wow. more versed in philosophy than in doctrine itself. Um, yeah. It sounds like I'm more doctrinally yeah. strong than he is definitely, by a lot. Definitely. So he's picking up on the philosophical details of all this probably a lot more and the Tacconi details, but not that much because, again, like he doesn't. He's more in the area of philosophy than anything. I think he picked up that it could go either way. And depending on how subjective or how willing to be open-minded about it, Dellen is in the interpretation himself, because like a, a pretty fair-minded, open-minded person like Sergio, for example, would look at that and see that there might be arguments for both sides, that mm-hmm. they might be taking it maybe a little bit farther than it was intended to, but if some key interpretations that they kind of bring up of like various scriptures are correct, then it could be like a, a major blow against mm-hmm. the Orthodox church doctrine as it stands right now. If it contradicts stuff that he knows has been written recently, he's a lot less likely to have a problem with it than if he knows right. it's stuff that was written mm-hmm. that he thinks is supposed to be inspired. I think most of what they talk about is in kind of conflict with those newer writings rather than any newer, older yeah, writings. I figured. But it's still up to interpretation whether or not their interpretation of those old scriptures <laughs> is correct. So, yeah. It's, it just sounds so complicated. It is. It really is complicated. So much subjectivity in that one sentence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So much subjectivity. Yeah. And, yeah, there's not really a good way to figure that out without either kind of going back to the source historically and kind of figuring out what the context of those things were more than right. than more than either you or Sergio actually know about or just getting like a divinely inspired answer straight from the unknown god himself you know so you try for that okay yeah i could pray but that's like a 6 though isn't it guidance yeah that'd be 6 i believe for you yeah yep. i'd have to roll all of my dice to, i mean i know it's open ended <laughs> but uh can i try i mean i can't Absolutely. not to definitely other than making him mad i guess <laughs> Never know, I might get lucky. Wow, that was horrifying. Oh, well, (laughs) I think what happens is, okay, so always before when you pray normally to the unknown god, there's always, and I think you don't really, you haven't really noticed this in full effect until now, but there's always been this, like, feeling that has happened whenever you've prayed, like this sense Mm -hmm. of, like, just a slight, like, yes, no, like, you can just feel like some sort of like touch on your spirit. Yeah. Like a nudge of some sort, but this time you feel nothing and you notice that absence in a way that you haven't noticed the presence. I mean, has that ever happened before? No, not that you can remember at least, but, but again, like what it is kind of right now is that you haven't really noticed the presence of it until now, at least consciously. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically what you kind of figure out. You, you figure out it's up in the air. It's subjective. They could be right. 
But I mean, you're as a holy knight of the church, you are sworn politically at the very least to kill these people. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what, how we find Delon, what, whatever he would be feeling about all of that. That's kind of how, what we find Delon stewing about when Cantarius and Antonius walk into the barracks. Cantarius and Antonius, what do you kind of do or say, or Delon? I mean, whoever would respond first to that. Sergio's in the corner, like making notes of everything that like you guys figured out stewing on it so yeah. i mean Dellen, i don't think you know where they went so if you want to just kind of like ask them did they inform me that they were going anywhere did they just i don't really off? think so no i don't really think so all right so i think he's kind of like thinking because it's weird that he doesn't have that you know uh, he didn't have that connection when he was praying and also that he's right. he's wanting over all these inconsistencies checking mm-hmm. other you know verses in his mind so that right. he sees him and he kind of double takes he's like where were you guys where did you get off to we went off and researched the mayor's quarters to find connections. Did you find anything? I we searched found, his quarters before and I didn't come up with much. We found this. I hold up the amulet. Do you recognize it? Because I, I, yeah, I have no idea what it means. Yeah, so Dellen, you see Does this. Have- yeah, you see this amulet and it's, um, you know, it has just you know, this chain where, you, you know, where it going around your neck. Uh, it just looks like, you know, kind of like normal silver, probably. And then, um, there's this like, it's like a little pocket mirror almost. It doesn't like fold out or anything like, it's just this pendant with like a mirror in, in the middle, like a small, like circular little piece of mirror. Engraved around it is this like silver dragon that kind of like curled around the mirror. If you want to make a doctrine check, um, you could try to figure out. I want his impression, his right. first impressions of it. So um, what's the difficulty? Probably about a three. Oh, yes. Sweet. You recognize all the way that uh, the dragon, though normally associated with the dragon gods of, uh, like the dragon, the dragon blood, normally associated with them because I mean that's their, those are their gods, and dragons are nothing if not those gods. Like that is the the only physical representation of actual dragons in this world. But Serrano okay. culture has kind of assimilated because they're kind of they're pretty nearby to the the old. I mean they're living literally directly on old dragon blood empire territory and so there are ruins <laughs> around that they can point to and there are also dragon bloods kind of around they've kind of got a little culture from at least and they've kind of assimilated that symbol of the dragon to basically be the devil in popular serrano culture oh, nice. that's what you notice right away is that okay you know that's the common symbol that people would use for the devil in this uh, in doctrine i think any doctrine that you've read is clear to point out that this is not a physical representation of what the devil actually looks like or what like this evil presence that's Are supposedly you sure? yes <laughs> that supposedly like opposes the un- the the great god looks like but right. they've used it as a symbolic thing to kind of get across the deadly nature yeah. of, of the, the devil basically like if someone has an amulet of that we assume that they were intending it to be of depicting that right like there's no reason that someone would be like oh a dragon in serrano in culture, culture yeah where- um yeah, basically, like, especially here, like, it might be foreign. I mean, you don't know enough about metals and whatnot to know where it comes from, per se. But, um, but him, have, him having it, I assume, means that, right? Like, it, not, it should. Just it like, cool. there, there's not okay. really another reason. Okay. In so I think he just kind of goes, hmm, a depiction of the, uh, of the void. I'm not surprised. Where did you find that? was uh, located underneath the mayor's mattress in the center of his bed. Well hidden. 
<laughs> he just nods and he's like, it's also suspicious. And he just kind of, did you find anything else? Because he doesn't know you know anything else about the amulet. So. <laughs> did we find anything else of import? Like, find anything else as in things in the mayor's office? That's right. We did notice. Um, oh, yes. Did, did we bring the papers with us? Uh, I'm assuming so, yeah. Journal or what? Yeah. yeah the diary written in legalese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like an actual diary or? Um, More or less. Sure we can't really under, I can't really understand any of it. Right. Here, you want to take, let's take a crack at understanding this. There's a legal okay. language involved here that none of the characters who were there reading it understood. But okay. I, I think you might be more familiar with that. So if you want to take a crack at it. I, might, I don't have any skills like that as much as I probably should. That wasn't like an option. It would just be awesome. reading is really what it would be. Oh, oh okay. Well, I can do that. Just, yeah, it would just be a read test. I can read. Uh, how difficult was it? Or was it um, graduated? Yeah, just, it was a graduated test. So I succeeded. I got a two. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I think you understand a little bit more about what it kind of means. You understand legal language to some extent, but I don't. Were, were you specifically involved in legal procedures whole I mean, lot. apparently not, because I have no legal-wise yeah, or that makes law sense. or anything like that. Yeah, so, so I think you understand kind of it. what he means by this. No. And what you kind of come up with is there were some insinuations that um, he had taken an interest in the Abyss more and more over the course of, like, several months. And okay. the last portions kind of insinuate that they might have been sleeping together. Because you're, you're passively familiar with legal language, I think what actually happens is that you get to this portion and you realize that he is totally insinuating that he slept with the abbess in a very vulgar way. And the reason that Alphonse didn't catch it is because he's using a legal term as a pun to insinuate uh, like, gotcha. like basically like screwing her kind of a thing, like that kind right, of thing, yeah. except some legal term that would. Oh, great. So that's wonderful. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna stop trying to think of one. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't. That's why I did this. Yeah, so that's great. Well, now the yeah, Abyss is in trouble too. But uh, okay, <laughs> I think I might keep that information to myself. Uh, so you said specifically that you didn't understand it, right? Yeah, I couldn't okay. make heads or tails of it. Okay, so I think he he holds it up after getting to that part. And he's like, "So none of you knew what this said?" No. So yeah, I think he hands it back. He's just like, "Well." Not that it surprises me much, but this insinuates he was having relations with the abbess. I think we might need to speak to her again. And now we have even more on him. Not that we really require more, but it all helps. <laughs> yeah, so I think he hands it back and he's like, well, good job. I'm uh, impressed you guys found this when I didn't. Every little bit helps. That's good. Is this all you guys did? Just went to, did you do anything else while you were gone? I, how and long okay, were they okay, gone? So it was about an hour or two. I think what happens is we kind of do a flashback. And I don't know if you guys are actually going to tell him this in character. We do a flashback to them, like, ransacking the, the mayor's office and stealing his money. <laughs> so we cut back from that, like, scene of ransacking yeah. and stuff like that. Hey, beggars cut back, eat. Cut back and see, like, uh, Antonius okay. and Cantarius's face. Do they, like, give each other a glance? Or, like, do they just, like, stonewall, like, poker face? Or what? I think we'd probably give each other a glance. Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so so I think what happens is Antonius kind of glances at Kentarius. No, and I, I glance the other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's up to you. You're like, what? You, I glance at Dallin. 
You're like, yeah, yeah, you know what we did. And I'm like, what's wrong with face? My face, I'm blind. And <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> well, I think Cantarius found some money. His yeah. brow arches, he's like, found? I begged. It found me. <laughs> <laughs> he looks back. I'm blind. How can I find money? So how does Cantarius actually respond to that, then? I don't know. Did you I just mean, not say anything? Just like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> Stone walls, he just kind of stares off in the distance. When I say found, like, in a questioning manner, and he doesn't say anything, I look back at Antonius, like, what do you mean found? Like, I know he didn't look at it, like, what What do you mean found? Right. So, well, essentially, I'm just trying to push blame off onto Cantarius and now also Alphonse, because... Right, really, the blind like, guy? Right. Yeah, the blind guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like the blind guy, so... Yeah. Uh, the more yep. I think about it, the more I have no accomplice <laughs> whatsoever. Cantarius is going to take this. I want to brawl, man. Come on. That's because you can win. Well, I guess... No, I can't. I have no... Not a sword I only have three dice in brawling. I, have I hit you with the back of my sword. I used a flat, so I can use my sword. <laughs> and not kill me? Yeah, exactly. I only have three brawling, so... And it's not gray. What's the plan as of now? The real plan is to wait on... To have Alphonse do that plan with Pinto, wasn't it? I mean, that's like the next major thing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, you guys don't know where Alphonse is. Well, yeah. He's not here, is I he? asked you where yeah. Alphonse is. And you guys haven't didn't notice that he left. Like, I have yeah. no idea. He was with us last we checked. And he didn't give home. any indication as to where he was going? No, I assume he could walk down the street without help, unlike some people. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's kind of what yeah. I'm worried about. I have never once asked for help crossing the street. Because I've always been there to help you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, him walking down the street on his own is kind of what I'm worried about. Okay. We should probably figure out where he is before he Final, just all, burns the city down. I'm okay. right here. <laughs> I can what are you talking you about? Well. I was just pretending as if you were still talking to my character. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to figure out where Alphonse is because reasons. Did my character ever um, actually meet Sergio? I guess. Um, it wasn't really a formal introduction. Kind of passively knowing of each other's existence. <laughs> yeah, but we can definitely do that now if you guys want to. If you I guys... Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Hello. Antonius Ram, blacksmith. Sergio Tan. Uh, random hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Is that actually nice what you say? Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> He gives you a weird look. Like, what are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like that crazy uncle who embarrasses you at parties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just kind of like looks confused and then just sort of turns to Antonius and is like, we should go find Alphonse. Or maybe we should go talk to the Abbess. They're probably in the same place knowing Alphonse. Good point. That's probably I'd like to talk answer. to her about this alleged affair she was having with. Well, I mean, it's not really an affair because neither of them are married, but it's an affair and that it wasn't okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I, th- I think I, it, I think Amethysts it's aren't allowed to have relations. I think it's uh, well, they're they're allowed to have legitimate relations. Oh yeah, I didn't um, know if they were allowed to be married or not. I think so because I know priests and bishops and stuff are. We can I be just, super chauvinistic with the society and say that nuns can't, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, I mean. No, let's take a vow of celibacy in real life, don't they? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's kind of how it is. But we've we've kind of, that's the thing, we've kind of established at this point that 
at least any clerical appointments that we've asked the question of, they've been able to have okay. normal marriage relationships. They're not, they're still not allowed to, you know, philander okay. outside of marriage, but gotcha. I think technically in this society, that's like a crime. So yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So we should probably talk to her about that. Makes me curious to know what the actual definition of non is in this society, but yeah, I mean, basically I think, uh, you have zero body. I think it's, it's basically, um, I just realized what you just said. Um, it basically just is just the counterpart to a priest. It's a it's a woman who has taken a vow to serve the church in a clerical capacity. I think it might be that like people of clerical um, position can't marry each other. I think we might be able to say that, but they can marry outside of the church. So I think what happens at this point is the doctor stumbles in, and he is flat out. You can totally tell that he has the disease and he has sores all over his body. His breathing is labored and he basically like falls before Cantarius and says, please end it. This is the doctor who's been treating the people. I mean, everyone who's been hurt in this whole thing. And so he treated the people who had that disease, including Maddie. So Cantarius, I said, who did you spread it to? I don't know. Maybe, maybe my wife. I am so sorry. Us now. Get him out of here. No. <laughs> Does this look like just a kid head? Are you sure? That? I don't know. I don't remember. You need to focus or else everybody here is going to die. Where did you go today? Uh, Make an what? intimidation check for me, Cantarius. That was an intimidation check? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, like a, you're, you're trying to. Your, no, no, exactly. You're trying, to, you're trying to snap him. Okay, well, I mean, that would probably be like an ugly well, truth. Well, I'm not trying to snap him yet. I want him to tell the truth. For no, okay. You're trying to snap him out of his. That's an ugly truth face. roll then. Go ahead and roll oh. ugly truth untrained. Uh, you have six. Well, this is the thing. You have six perceptions. So this is. You for this? You're probably going to be good at this. Like, this is not going to take that much. It's probably going to be ob two. So go ahead and beginner's, roll that. I mean, but the okay. beginner's lucky is the perception. Exactly. No. No. You have one six? That was my roll. Oh, you know, that was your roll. I screwed okay. up. Darn it. Oh, were you praying for me? I rolled the roll, too. Yeah, I was, I was trying to heal him. Sorry. Hey, awesome, succeed. cool. So you succeed. So yeah, he, he snaps to reality. He just looks up at you. He's like, I, I, went, I went to an old woman's house today. I, she had some sort of coughing spasm. I don't, it, it's not this. It's not. <coughs> and he's like, just like healing over. He's like, it was unrelated, but I think I might have. She might have had it. I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of. I so just the old lady and your wife. And my wife. I. I mean, where is the old lady? Where is uh, she, where does she live? And he just gives you a quick description. It's like a few blocks, like south. Okay. All right. So I say, "May God have mercy on your soul." And I, I snap his neck, and, and then I say, "Guys, let's go." And I run to the. So so location. so first first is anyone because trying to actively what? interfere with the guy? Yeah. Okay. Does I, anyone try to actively interfere I, with Cantarius killing? So, so, so wait a second, Connors. You, well, how do you kill this guy first? But how do you kill this guy, Cantarius? I snap his neck. Yeah, snap his neck. Okay, I mean, um, you can with probably just do that without a roll unless someone's interfering. Hand. But... Does it spread by touch? Mm, that's a good point. You might not want to do that, Connor or Cantarius, unless, oh, okay. unless you don't care. Uh, I mean, nah, nah, I'm fine. So you just you just snap his neck? No, I don't. Oh no, snap you don't. Okay, so what do you do? Then? Yeah. Do you maybe just like look at Dellen and have him try to have him like? Yeah. Cut? Okay. Yeah. Give Dellen the satisfaction. Or I guess you don't. I guess you don't look at Dellen, but like you look toward where you think Dellen might be. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I look at yeah, what do you um, say? Antonius instead. Well, I, I look at Antonius and say, Dylan, kill. So, okay. Now I'm, I'm praying for him to be healed. At what point do I know that this doesn't work? I'm not going to kill him until I know it. I, th- I think you I can, assume I, it's the same like feeling. Right? Yeah, it's this. You continue like to feel this absence. Something should be connecting okay. here. There should be a spark of something, and it's just it's just like friction that just does not cause anything. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. At that point, he gets frustrated with that, and, and then does the doctor say anything when Cantarius says that? No, he says a whimpering, and like you can see, like tears kind of like streaming down his face. And what's actually happening with the tears is like he has like, like these boils on his cheek, and the tears start like sizzling as they like go down his. Oh, cheek. geez. Okay, I'll just cut his head off. Antonius is going to what? attempt to catch your hand before you can draw your sword out of your sheet. Okay, I mean, if you go for it, he's not like gonna. He's not gonna actively you. resist you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either just stop. Be like, <laughs> do you have any way of saving him? What are you doing? I'm trying mine. Since when do we kill people who are yeah. sick? He's the doctor. If he can't fix himself, and my prayer was unanswered, there's no hope for him. He asked us to end it. We have mercy on him, or we're going to let him die slowly. And killing him outright is merciful? I mean, if the doctor is telling you that he's going <laughs> to die, I think he knows. Can I Maybe quote I'm philosophical slow. texts on this? Sure. There you go. In worlds philosophy well i mean well i mean it's probably based in tekoni thought so like do you want to just make up something randomly like maybe the tekoni have like maybe they have a pretty defined philosophy of like euthanasia kind of a thing sure and i mean are you arguing that we should or shouldn't yeah you can argue either way the dying branches of a tree but there we go right right yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is the doctor cool. saying anything while we're having a philosophical debate about killing him? No, I, he's basically just <laughs> racked with pain at this point. He can barely, he can't speak. He's just like, okay. Aah! Does this look like the disease that the other people had? No, it's totally the disease. That the other oh, people. well, I'm not going to kill him then. That's a terrible idea. I thought he Wait, was. What, okay. So this is the thing. The it's people who have died from it so far, and I think you do know this, they have died from the disease. Someone didn't kill them. They just, the disease ran its course and they died. So you don't know whether or not killing them will set off the same effect, but at the very least, you don't know that it won't, you know? So. All right. So yeah, I probably wouldn't have tried to kill him. I realized that because I think just be on the safe side, the assumption that it's released when you die is probably a safer one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we might shoot him with a crossbow instead. I don't know. I feel like we should not be like in the same room. Lock him in the room and then shoot him with an arrow and then shut the door. Yeah, you could just maybe quick. say, like, crawl over into the interrogation room and just we'll shoot you for the crossbow and then close the door or something like that. Of course, then someone has to grab him, like, drag him to the room. Yeah. Unless we're just going to use the rooms in. The problem is the room he's in is the main room, the main area with the prison. The, and so oh, all right. the cultists are like right there. There's all like, yeah. what? I mean, it is kind of to to kill them. That is life. actually a really good point. I'm sure Sergio will not agree with this plan, but I mean, I don't even think Dylan wanted to do Wait, that. Like what? he told told Yuma that his plan wasn't to kill them all. That's probably not a good idea. Uh, well, now I don't really know what to do. <laughs> so just use gloves. Can I? Can, from what I see of the other people, can mm-hmm. I tell that they have? more of an idea of what's going on than I do. I mean, I know there's a guy dying of some horrible disease. Yeah, the other characters? I don't know why they're so eager to kill him, Right, is what I'm not right. understanding. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I see him, right, but right. I don't see why. And and yeah, you, you do know that bad. this is what Maddie. You also do know that this is what Maddie looked like mm-hmm. before this happened. But yeah, you definitely don't mm-hmm. know the fact that they just explode after death. <laughs> so well, I don't think anyone's taking time to like monologue. Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, I probably have gauntlets, right? Mm-hmm. You have like plate gauntlets, right. like. Actually, well, I, I want those though. Okay, I'm gonna take those off. <laughs> okay. And grab some gloves from someone else sure, that yeah, I can burn. You, like, I think there's a scared okay. guard over there that you, he has like leather gloves on, kind of a thing. You could probably just like yeah. take from him. Okay, so he can't even move, right? Like, he can't do anything. Yeah, he's like healed over. None of you were there when this was happening to Maddie, like the death throes, so you wouldn't recognize it. But like, I think the audience knows that he's about to die. Like, it's pretty close. Yeah. So Dylan just drags him into the room there, into the other room, like carries him as carefully as he can without also touching the skin. Sure. And then just sets him down. He'll probably use a knife and not his own sword. He can dispose of because mm-hmm. he doesn't really know exactly how his contracts. And then just for brevity's sake, I think he's just going to cut his throat and then like step out of the room as quickly as he can and slam the door behind him. Like just kind of do it and then like throw the knife down, move out. I think he probably says something first. He's probably like, you know, request cotton pot to right, right, right. Or that yeah, yeah, yeah. Creed. I mean, you can make it up if you have an idea for, for like the statement that they would say to like uh, the dead. Is in, there a last yeah, one? I don't know. Just, there might just be. We need to perform it. There Dylan probably wouldn't know what, I mean, he might know what they were, but he probably wouldn't be able to perform them. Well, I'm not like a priest. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, you might, to be dying, honest, Sergio, so. you might want to say like, Hey, do you have any sins to confess? Like, so I can pardon yeah, you of yeah. them. I'll do that. Okay. I mean, this guy can barely talk. Yeah. I, don't think I mean, you, you ask that. him. Yeah. I, I think you like ask him just in passing kind of Sergio, like while everybody else is arguing about like what to do kind of a thing. And yeah, he's just, he looks at you like with these pleading eyes, like, please forgive me, but I can't confess i can't even speak like i'm so terrified as to what's going to happen when i die so i think um, when uh dylan brings him in he hands yeah. him the coin i don't know if this will do you any good but it's mm-hmm. yours and then he cuts his throat oh there you go awesome oh that's uh hits you right in the feels <laughs> do you like put it in his hand well i assume he can't take it so i'll probably like press it into his hand I mean, or something yeah, something like that. Or, sure, you know, like, sure. Okay, so yeah, Dylan like, gra- like a pocket yeah, or something like Dylan that. like grabs his hands that are like kind of like curled like this and just in agony, and he just kind of like pries open the fingers a little bit, puts the coin in there, and like closes his fingers, and then he like grabs them like this and just says, "I don't know if that will do any any good. May God have mercy on your soul, or whatever, you know." And then and he then probably doesn't hug him, but right, right. No, obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not saying like you grab him like really close or anything. I'm just saying like you oh, grab him okay, by the sh- yeah, yeah. yeah, like grab him by the shoulder as. I probably don't have depth perception right. with my camera here, but yeah, grab him by the shoulder yeah, and yeah. just cut <laughs> his throat, push him. And I think, yeah, yeah like the camera, the camera, yeah, the camera is still inside the room as you close the door. And he's just like laying on one side, blood streaming yeah. out of his neck. And then he just has this coin like curled in his fist. Yeah. And I think we just see like the little and bit of a glint off of it through his curled fingers. Dylan's like, get everybody out. You'd be careful. Right, right. I don't know how this is going to go. And then. You don't see any green smoke pouring through the door or anything. Like, there doesn't seem to be anything as of, like, the immediate, so. What are you doing? Pushing him like an animal. Can someone explain to me? He just kind of holds your gaze, and he's like, I did him a favor, trust me. Um, And he looks over at the door, and he's like, by the look of it, I did us a favor, too. I don't see any smoke. Smoke? When that disease took Maddie, smoke poured out from her body and killed her mother and father. That's how they passed. I assumed we told you. Regardless, it doesn't appear that if you prevent the disease from killing them, it seems it doesn't produce the same smoke, at least 
as far as I can tell. Regardless, that was what needed to be done. As unpleasant as it was, now we need to move on because we have a plague to catch up to. This gets through the city. This is going to be Armageddon for this town, anyways. Let's go ahead and go to break, and we'll be right back forward more Born and Wheel right after this. The Church of Saron has many similarities to a few real-world religions, including, most obviously, the medieval Roman Catholic Church, but it differs in a few important ways. One of these is the handling of marriage and sex when it comes to the clergy. While celibacy is certainly a prevalent lifestyle among the various male and female members of the Church of Saron, vows of celibacy like commonly taken in the Roman Catholic Church are not typically practiced. Cloisters full of monks or nuns exist in Saron. The Abbey in Estol is a good example of one such cloister. But under official religious law, it is not forbidden for a member of the clergy to marry. It is, given the emphasis on sexual mores in Saran society, still forbidden for sexual relations outside of this union, but marriage is allowed more or less freely. There is one notable exception to this cultural expectation, however. Members of the clergy, which include priests, but also inquisitors, bishops, deacons and deaconesses, and monks and nuns, are not allowed to marry each other. The Church of Saran teaches that a special brotherhood or sisterhood begins when you devote your life in service to the great God and the patron saints, making marriage between, say, a monk and a nun paramount to spiritual incest. As such, it is not uncommon for bishops to marry, or a priest to have a wife and children, or even for a nun to be married to a local near the abbey. But it is considered breaking not only a taboo, but also religious law, for two members of the clergy to marry each other. As we've mentioned briefly earlier, other types of sexual union are typically frowned upon in Saran as well, including polygamy, polyandry, and homosexuality. That's it from our library of lore. Let's get back to the action on Crow Inquisitors. Oh yeah, I explained about the smoke. And then I said we needed to go stop the plague from killing everybody. And how do you propose we do that? Go figure out who we touched and make sure they're not dead. Um, then the... kill them when we find them? <laughs> the... Is that what this is? Are we going to go the... and kill the whole town? The doctor managed to... I asked for it. Uh, yeah. 
managed to stave off the effects of the disease when he caught it early. Obviously, he didn't catch it early enough on himself, but if we manage to get to them in time, we might be able to get them to someone else who can help them. If they're in his condition, I have a feeling they'll desire the same treatment. If not, then we'll let them die solely in agony, but uh, that's up to them. Then he just kind of goes to head out. Time to get this week's plague mask. I, is there a fire in the... Well, okay, I probably shouldn't do that. I'm just going to throw the... <laughs> yeah, don't burn. <laughs> down. I was like, I'm just going to throw it in their fireplace. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. That's how we got into this mess. I, I'm probably just going to set them down and be like, someone should probably dispose of these and then <laughs> scrub the entire place. Someone like, that's not me. Hours. Someone who's not going to go figure out if this place is about to turn into one giant green cloud. All right. What's the plan then? I'm already on my way out, mm-hmm. so... I will follow him, I guess. I jump on my falcon and fly away. Your falcon is not that big, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't have a specific reason to not follow him, so why not? I mean, you step outside, you don't see people, like, falling down in the streets, dying from this disease, yeah. so... We don't see any gas mushrooms, that's probably a good start. Alright, then we'll just go... specific that needs to be checked out? I can send my falcon out. Uh, well, maybe we should have him go over the house we're going to first, just to make sure that it's not enveloped in green gas. Yeah, okay. I don't know. We should wait a little bit. See the smoke right. rising from the chimney. What house were you going to? The old lady or his house? Uh, the old lady. Do you want to go ahead and roll a falconry test for us, Sergio? Yeah. Do it. That's ob two. Offhand, is this the same falcon that we saw at the mayor's place? No, it's not Sergio's falcon, don't worry. No. Okay, good. I mean, I don't know how you how much you know about the differences between falcons, but <laughs> I mean, it's is invisibly not the same bird. Yeah, I guess. I think Sergio's bird is a little bit smaller than the the bird that you encountered. Mm-hmm. Cool, so, awesome. So you succeeded oh though. So it goes there, circles around, comes back, looks completely unfazed. So doesn't look like there's anything special. You guys just make your way there. Yeah. Okay. There's no one immediately outside the house or anything like that. Yeah, there's no answer if you knock. Okay. Is there a window? Uh, yeah, sure. Around the side of the house. It's a pretty small house, so you see um, um, like one room, um, and there's, yeah, there's just this old lady that you can see just sleeping on this bed. It doesn't look like she's like super sick and throwing up or has boils or sores or anything, but... Hmm. I don't really know what we say to her. We just kind of just kill her. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's horrible. <laughs> There's not a lock on the door. You could probably just walk in. Oh, oh okay. Not very secure. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll just walk in. Uh, carefully, probably. I am not going to just walk in. You don't want to find out if she's dying? I mean... <laughs> I mean, maybe? Yeah, I suppose it's probably a good idea. Yeah, so um, I think what happens, Dellen, when you get closer is you realize that she she's a little bit too still. Yeah, I had feeling. Her skin's not blistering, you said? Nope. She's not mm-hmm. smoking? Nope. Okay. How close are you getting? Like you, just, you just walk right up to her and just... Well, until I realize that she's too still, and then I stop. You notice that there seems to be signs of, like, defensive wounds... Like, someone's, like, grabbed her arms really, really tightly. Like, there's some bruises on her arms. Like, someone just grabbed her and pushed her down and, like, held her there really, really tightly. And she's not breathing. 
Is she alive? She's dead. She's totally dead. Oh. She has no symptoms of the disease, but she's dead. He's like, okay, well, she's not blistering. If she was choked, he's not worried. So he'll approach her and turn her over so he can see what happened. And it's just pretty obvious she was suffocated. An alien burst from her chest. She was like suffocated in her sleep. What? (laughs) (laughs) Call the predator. This disease is obviously Cthulhu, right? Well, I mean, every disease is Cthulhu. Think about it, right? (laughs) What? Oh, man. Right? All right. So anyways, I mean, she's dead. She's not going to explode into green smoke. We really don't have time to worry about it too much. It's not anything we can do. Is my aura thing only useful on people, live people? Um, have to be you could try to you could try to read if there's magic involved here. That could be a thing you could do. That would be all oh, one. Yeah. Okay. There is a slight, slight trace of something unnatural, something supernatural about the woman's mind magic. About the woman's corpse, and it's very faint. The whole corpse is radiating this slight magical aura. Do I sense this or? Like the magical aura, or am no. I out of the loop here. I mean, you don't okay. you don't have aura reading. Oh, you don't have a second sight. You can get a second However, sight. I think my, my character would be highly test, interested. So now I'm. Uh, it's trained. You have aura reading. Cool. So what is it based on? It says will and perception underneath of it. So go and open it at two. Does he have other magical abilities? Is that how he can get aura reading? He Just has a trait called second sight. Um, so yeah, he has this like weirdness about him that he can just see things that aren't normally visible to other people. Is there any sort of like physical effect or maybe emotional thing that's happening in your head? Like when you kind of like unlock this thing, like something just kind of click in your head and you realize that you've been like grasping at straws, but now it's starting to like make sense. I guess so. I don't know what what to say specifically. Okay, that's fine. So there isn't any, like, actual, like, physical effect that happens? Like, you don't have, like, start glowing or anything? Well, wouldn't it just be, like, using the second sight? I thought oh, the second sight already would. had a uh, uh, physical effect. Oh, it right. Like, it does, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Because I have to activate it, and then while right. it's activated, yep, too, yep. It's, uh, I get, like, minus one dice, two reactions mm-hmm. or something like that. Because I'm focused on the magic stuff. I don't think it in the trade itself it says that there's some... But I think we did decide, isn't it like your eyes glow or something like that? That's weird, man. Something like that, yeah. So maybe like when you kind of like really unlock this, like your eyes are glowing, obviously, like they always do. Does anyone like question this? Because I think you've seen, you've probably seen him do this before, at least like Dylan. Well, I guess I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm sure I've seen it before. Okay. I'm like, dude, your eyes are glowing. Is that normal? Nope. <laughs> this trick up from monks in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little scary. All right. You just kind of move on then? Yeah, because I mean, at this point, we know something magical happened. But I mean, the only person we know can use magic in this dark place is in a cell. So it wasn't him. So you're going to go check out on the wife? Probably, yeah. Okay. Wow, there's just a lot of checking out going on here. <laughs> Somebody's wife. Even going to write a legal paper about her? Wow. <laughs> that was oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh dear. How fast do you go there? Uh I mean Speed of light. he was pretty much <laughs> He was pretty much dead. <laughs> and so he said he came there and then went straight to us, right? Which means I guess she wouldn't be as far along as he is. But I mean the soonest we can get there the better because if she goes too long with the disease, she'll be less likely to survive. Sure, sure. Alright, so 
someone make an observation test for me as you get closer? Actually, Sergio, did you want to do the same thing you did with the Falcon that just got out the house? Sure. Go ahead and roll falconry at two, Ob. I need to fork things, though, so I can make it routine. Right. I fork orienteering by directing the... Uh... Yeah, I think you could. That's what I was actually thinking. Cool. Cool. And that is routine. Uh... Awesome. Same sort of thing. Um, I think your falcon actually does, like, squawk, like there's something wrong. But, I mean, it's a falcon, so you, you can't, like, ask it what it was, oh. so... Mm-hmm. Wait. Does my aura read work on animals? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You could try to like read its mood. Yeah, that's an ob two, as it usually is. Aw. Uh, you had a six, though. I you could open it. I don't understand it. Oh, wait. Doesn't the aura read automatically? Oh, oh yeah, because it's magical. Go ahead and roll another six. Awesome. Cool. So, it. yeah, there's someone there that shouldn't be there. That's what you kind of get off from him. Saw someone who looks sketchy. There's someone sketchy there based on what we just saw. We might want to hurry up. Okay. We might want to bring in a racer. Because he's sketchy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so does someone want to make an observation test for me as they approach? It's ob. The ob is going to be four. Zah. Wow, alright, you don't see anything. That was everything seems normal. <laughs> cool. How's this gonna play out? Is Sergio say something about his falcon? I'm assuming so, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll let you guys know. I can just say, well, I don't see anything myself. And Dellen probably confirms that. He's like, yeah, I mean, nothing looks amiss, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. Wait, are we still outside, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, like, approaching the house. And it's, it's a nicer, like, villa-style house. Okay. I don't know how much I trust his bird, but I guess it can't really hurt. So I'll probably have my sword at least, like, ready. Is there a way to sneak in? Is anyone good at sneaking? Uh, I don't no. think anyone has I don't think anyone even has a skill, yeah. I actually I have stealthy. I have stealthy. Oh, there you point. go. So do you want maybe Sergio to go ahead and, like, sneak? Is everybody okay with that? I'm okay with Sergio trying to sneak. Sure, yeah. Or you guys could go in the front yeah, and, like, sneak around the back door. Yeah, we'll make a bunch of noise and you can stealth. Cool, alright, that works. I mean, make a conspicuous test, then. That's your plan. Uh, does anyone have a conspicuous from you three? I have it being trained. <laughs> I don't have conspicuous. Connor, do you have conspicuous? Not trained, no. Sorry. So, so Dellen, right. go ahead and make no. a untrained conspicuous no. test. Um, cool. Let's make the ob one. I mean, it's not going to be that difficult. Yeah, I just have my sword out and I'm like, law. Yeah. Yay. Oh, wow. I didn't realize you had six dice. Yep, I have Crazy. awesome will. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, um, so you just like banging on banging on your like plate with like with your sword kind of a thing, like making yeah. a dent. Alright. That's a Link's test to give Sergio an advantage dice for his stealth roll. So Sergio, you may make the stealth roll with a one modifier. Or more if you have skills of working. What are Antonius and Cantarius doing while this is happening? I'm just gonna stick with Dylan for now. Cantarius, uh what are you doing? I'm just gonna do whatever Dylan's doing. Okay, yeah, so Dellen's making a noise to distract whoever might be inside. Actually, no, I think I'll ask Dellen what he wants me to do. I'm just yeah. like, we're going to go in loud and Sergio will go in quiet. We're going to just lay the situation out. And uh, But what do you uh, want me to do? What I want you to do? What are you good at? You're good at hearing things. Just stay here and tell me if you hear anything. I don't want wow. them to jump on us. Also, if yeah, somebody hears... Let the blind hears, guy be the scout. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, the magically kidding. blind guy. Okay. I mean, yeah, can Cantarius uh, make a hearing test? I mean, not a leper. Yeah. Plus, if someone's inside doing something, you'll be more likely to sense that than me because I can't hear like you. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Go so ahead. Make I'll a hearing test. Hearing test. Um. Yeah. Let's make it a four. Oh wow! Hey, look, I failed. Man, that was so bad. Oh, I have wounds. That's why. Yeah, I can't hear over the loud noise that my wounds are making. I mean, literally, it's just distracting him from concentrating on the channeling of the magic. I mean, it's also the fact that Helen's kind of making a lot of noise right next to you, so it's probably not helping. All right, stick around. We got more burning wheel to come. Let's talk about meditation. First and foremost, meditation is a way for a character to calm and center himself. It is both rest and a method for divining solutions to problems via deep thought. While meditating, a character is vaguely aware of his surroundings, cognizant of changes in the environment like noise or the presence of someone near him. He may make an observation test to detect stealthy characters. Meditation can be used in place of sleep for rest. Each hour of meditation counts as an hour of rest for the purposes of recovering from wounds or attacks. Failing the test indicates that the character falls asleep at some point. Using meditation, a character may center himself before taking a test for another skill. This is a linked skill test and is primarily how Sergio uses meditation in Crow Inquisitors. A quick lore note before getting back to the game. Sergio learned his particular style of meditation from the monks of Tekko, and as such, the way he goes about it would seem much more Buddhist than Christian in its presentation. We'll learn more about Tekko and its culture and religion later in the campaign. Now it's time to get back to the game. This is Crow Inquisitors. Yes, you're going to meditate before you do your stealth. So while yeah. Dellen's making a din over there, so you're just like... Um, so what does your med- meditation look like exactly? Go. I don't know if we've really, like, talked about that. Like, you literally do, I don't like, know the... That it would be super he crosses over. his legs yeah. and starts to float little balls going <laughs> circle around him. Yes. Like, does it legitimately look like, like what we think, like, a Buddhist meditation? Um, it would probably just be more of me focusing myself in this situation. Sure. I think he's already done it, like, during an action. So if you had yeah, to sit, when, I, when I'm just, right. it would just be kind of me psyching myself up for. Okay, like, cool, cool. Like, at least in this situation, if I use it as like actually meditating, then I right close your eyes for a second. And okay, like, so this is like this is like a quick yeah. medit- meditation of like just a like a, a focusing of your mind inward on your task. 
Mm-hmm. That's cool. Awesome. So go ahead and roll meditation for us. If you can get another advantage dice in the stealth roll. Obstacle is three. I mean, Dylan's kind of being distracting with his thing. So. Oh no! Uh, you got a six though. Six. And you need one more I success. did, but since this is just for a plus one on the. Okay. Oh, that's sure. Yeah. So, so you try to like focus yeah. in, but you're like, I just don't have enough time. I need more time to like sit down. I did do a very good job myself. of being conspicuous. So. You did. He really did. <laughs> Obstacle is. Uh, it's against whatever this. So it's against Ob two. Ob two. Unfortunately, Ty goes to the defender in this case, so you would have to reroll that six if you and, and get it if you want to succeed. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a versus test. And I think he's gonna yeah, I think he's gonna roll roll a fate and get another success on that. So he has a three instead of a two. What? NPCs can't have fate. Yeah, they, they can if they're souls. important. Yeah. But they don't have souls. They do have souls. You don't your characters don't have <laughs> souls. <laughs> if that's the argument you're making. Everybody in this world is a ginger. So yeah, if you want to spend a fate, you can re-roll that. Or just leave it. No, yeah, there's okay. that's too high of All right, that's fine. Yeah. You do sneak up, you get to the back, you know, no one's killed you, no one's dropped from the shadows and like tried to slit your throat or anything. But so you get to the the door, the back door. There's like a little garden like out in the back. So you kinda like go through that and get up to the back door. The back door is partially open. Go inside. Yep, just go inside. Make an observation test. Untrained. Just to notice people, though, I can do perception with my second sight. Right. Yes, you can. Go ahead. So I think, like, you, your spider sense tingles. Your eyes just start glowing of their own accord. Whoa. Magic. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and make a perception test. Um, and I think the ob will be four. Ouch. That's a bad number. Wow, that was a really that's oh, a pretty no. bad roll. So, I mean, mark that difficult perception test, but uh, you don't see the man jumping out from the shadows to knife you. So, yeah, oh, good. He's going to roll a knife test, um, and you can roll, I mean, any relevant skill to, like, combat it. Cooking. <laughs> Do you have a fighting skill that you would like to you know, roll in response? That's an option. Wow, he's really good with knives. Four successes. That's, your, that's what you're against. I mean, you have uh, knives. You could just, like, react with, what? like, the knife. Can I fork strategy? Sure, yep. Because this cool. is all kind of a part of, like, a strategy to sneak in and stuff like that, so... I'm assuming that you maybe, like, placed yourself in... Like, y- you were very careful about how you walked into the house, like, to place yourself in the best strategic position to not die if someone attacked you, kind of a thing. Oof, man, that's tough. Yeah, so, I mean, he knifes you. Like, he doesn't kill you. I done got knifed. You done got knifed. And I, yeah, I think this is a mini wound. You get like a gut wound. Um, I'm stabbed. You've been stabbed. Are the other people coming through the house though? Yeah, they were gonna like wait a little bit for you to sneak around. And I imagine in, you probably so. scream or wail in some way. I mean, you got yeah, stabbed. So what, what, how, what do we hear from Sergio when you get stabbed in the stomach or whatever, in the chest? Um... My philosophy to realize that pain is also part of life. <laughs> pain is temporary. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Trevor! I would legitly let you make a philosophy roll to like ignore your wounds for a test or something like that. <laughs> That'd be yeah, cool. I would totally be fine uh, with that. Is this a large house? Pretty big. Right, multiple stories. Um, or anything or just yeah? There's two yes, stories. I will yell out. 
There's a guy with a knife here. <laughs> There's a guy with a knife here. So I look at Cantarius. Oh, where's Antonius? You're with you're with us too, right? Yep. I'm came with you. Okay. Then I look at you two and I'm like, I think that's our cue, and I kick the door down. Awesome. So I think the house is structured such that it's almost a clear line of sight from the front door to the back door. It's just this long hallway, separate room off to the sides. You just see Sergio being stabbed by the guy. Like, Okay. Well, I'm going to try and run him down then. Cool. Awesome. I mean, I think at this point, he looks at you, <laughs> full plate kind of a thing, and he just tries to take <laughs> off. So opposing speech test at this point, if someone else wants to like impede his... Well, I can't catch him. I can't catch him either. So yeah, go ahead and like this will be the speed test if he if Sergio doesn't grab him. But yeah, Sergio, you can definitely. um, I mean, this would basically be like a power, like a post power to like grapple. Well, I know I'm not going to be able to overpower him, so I'd just go for a go for a stab or something. Grab his leg or something. Yeah, make him trip maybe. Okay, sure. Trip him. You could shoot his leg with an arrow. I have my knives out. I couldn't. I don't doubt after getting stabbed. Uh, I can pull my how bow how out about you try like, to do a hamstring? Yeah. How about you try to do a knife's test to hamstring him? Okay. Yeah, sure. that would be cool. Um, yeah, can I make the uh, philosophy andor meditation check to get rid of the the wound? Absolutely. Yep. Thing. Go ahead and roll those. I mean, you, I don't think you have enough time to do both, yeah, but you can choose one. Say. So if you choose I'll philosophy, I think the other because it's, sure. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Yep. So which one are you doing the base of, though? Which one do you need to test on? <laughs> I guess in this situation, it would probably be philosophy more than meditation because sure. I don't have much time. Yeah, that's so. fine. And I, I think what's, probably, what yeah. probably happens is, like, you're just, you're, like, as you're, like, clutching your wound and, like, going to hamstring him, you're, like, spouting off, like, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, <laughs> I will fear to you, like, that kind of stuff, except, like, philosophical texts that you've read about, like, how pain is temporary, pain is an illusion, like, that kind of stuff. Yay, I'm a crazy madman. <laughs> Uh, he has a two to dodge out of the way of your... What's the obstacle for the philosophy? Piece? Philosophy, a three, I think. What? Um, what? A zero. Um, Wait, all oh, your wounds. Yeah, it's with the wounds. Oh, wow, you, oh, got, you got no successes. So, yeah, so I think you're spouting that to yourself, but it's just not helping. So, But you can still try to hamstring him. So the obstacle's two on that? Uh, yep. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> Um, you can mark uh, that difficult knives thing. test, though, and, right. and that difficult philosophy test. But uh, yeah, so the reason that you you didn't hamstring this guy is because the pain is too much. Like you're just like trying to philosophize yourself out of this pain, and it just doesn't work, and you just stumble and just miss. Falconry? Can I have my falcon like <laughs> fly in his face? You could have your falcon track him. That's yeah. the thing you could do. So at this point, Dellen opposed speed against his four successes. Um, but yeah, you got one six if you want to re-roll it, but... I think there's a lot of reason. Okay. Mark that difficult speed test, and yeah, he just gets away. Um, no! but Sergio, okay. you can do a Falconry test to try to track him. Yes. So, yeah, he's gonna roll stealthy in response to this. Let's go ahead and... Can I attempt to philosophy again to not have the wound on the Falcon check? Sure, yep. Because now you have a little bit of time to kind of, like, calm yourself a bit, so yeah, definitely you can do that. Three again. Yep. Cool. So now you have like a little bit of time to like center yourself. And so you have a lot more like meditation focused stuff happening. And then you just like reciting the philosophy to yourself. 
So you can ignore the wounds. So you basically just add two more modifiers than you usually would. So you can add one for tracking too. Absolutely. I mean, that's legitimately what this is. You can also add one for orienteering. Nice. Nice. Four so it'd total. be four total, yep. Obstacle is... Um, against his three, but I'm, I think I'm going to use his last fate point. But yeah, he doesn't get anything else, so... You three. can do it! Nice. And cool. Wait, awesome. No, he's defending. Uh, but you can roll a reroll that six. Yeah. Can I pray? You can pray. Cool. Three is for another dice, right? Yeah. I'll do that then. Yay. Cool, awesome. So I think what this this feels like is that there was like a blockage, like the the dam that was like keeping your the water of your faith from like reaching the god, and then this just breaks all of a sudden. And I don't think you know why. Like I think you have abs you're baffled as to why that has ever happened in the first yeah. place. And now that you have that familiar like tug back, you almost instantaneously forget what it feels like to not have it. Nice. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and add, just roll one more dice without having to spend any fate, yeah. Trevor. And then and you can spend a fate if that fails. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Cool. Awesome. You succeed. The Falcon comes back after a little while, so are you kind of like just trying to stop the bleeding kind of a thing? Somebody should probably make sure that the wife isn't murdered. That's the thing you nah. can do. <laughs> yeah, I'll be uh, tending to myself as much as I can. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe somebody should. Does anyone have any with... medical experience? I mean, the wife. The, none of the party do, but the, there, the wife there... might. There's several of them, uh, Trevor. You have like apothecary surgery, field dressing, that kind of stuff. So I have six pounding. Can I mend him? No, uh, you cannot uh, mend him so like a drawer. Can't use my blacksmith. And no, appraisal you can't. Skills. You can't cauterize his wound with your iron hot hammer. <laughs> I can make a mean salad with my cooking. Does that count as field dressing? <laughs> uh, so someone needs to make an untrained field dressing roll against him, or someone needs to find the wife and see if she can yeah, make a, a field dressing I will go do that. Uh, Dellen, you could also um, just pray to see if you could heal him. Alright, I'll try it. I always fail it. Wait, wait, can I can spend a yep. fake point and re-roll one of those, right? Yep. Watch this fail anyways. Yep. Nah. Um, so I can't yeah. help them with that check. It's believers of the faith can also help, um, but those with the belief in the faith, so you have to have a belief revolving around the faith, which you do, Sergio, but they grant one helping dice for every 20 accumulated will dice. Um, so it's like a, wow. a group of wow. believers. You need to find a mega church. Get some <laughs> television. <here. laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. <laughs> I would actually work in this room. I mean, legitimately, you could take him to the church and have a bunch of priests and you, like, pray over him. That'd be cool. Totally a thing you could do. I think I'd, huh. if we're taking me somewhere, I'd prefer a hospital, though. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The only doctor in the <laughs> town just priest. died. This is the closest. This house used to be the closest thing, too. Actually. Literally. Yes, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a realistic priest who lived in the forest for a long time. Fair enough. Well, I don't really know what to do because Sergio kind of needs to come with us. Otherwise, yeah. So can I make can... an can I make an untrained field dressing role? I think that's on something yourself. I should know anyway. Sure. So yep. I'm gonna start training. That. Absolutely, you can do that. It's gonna be ob two to stop the bleeding. Try to power through my wound on this too. So here's another uh oh the philosophy. All right, okay. so <laughs> I will field dress. Okay. Oh well. I got the attempt. You did. 
So someone else, Cantarius or Antonius or Dallin, could all try field dressing. I'm looking for but, the... But yeah, so Antonius, um, yeah, you, you go up, uh, I think you you look around the, the ground floor and you don't you don't see her. So we want to just like go up the stairs and to the second floor. Yeah, I want to call out to ask if anyone's here. Yeah, you're calling out. You don't, you don't hear anything. No one responds. And you see like a bedroom door that's open. You can see the bed kind of a thing. But yeah, you, you go in and you see the woman that you assume is the doctor's wife just on the ground and you can't tell if she's breathing or not. She doesn't look like she has like stab wounds or anything, but yeah. Do you want to just closely inspect her? I'm going to go over to her and attempt to wake her up. After a little bit, I mean, she, she doesn't respond right away, but you can tell after like a quick check that she is breathing ever so slightly. It's very shallow, but yeah, it looks like the guy was attempting to suffocate her like the same way he did with the old lady, but got interrupted by you guys. So she went unconscious, but like didn't die. Well, I'm gonna put her on the bed, then light the lamps in the room, and try to generally make her comfortable while sure. waiting for the others downstairs to finish patching up Sergio. Sure, sure. All right. So Dellen and Cantarius, do you want to try to make your own field dressing? Attempts? Wait, did you say you found her? I did. Uh, well, I haven't said anything yet. Is she dead? On my hall or something? Yeah, I'll no, no. I found her. She's unconscious, but alive. So it took 20 minutes, Sergio, to try to attempt that. And once you get wow. to the end of it, it didn't help at all. You wrap something around it, it helps somewhat, but like it's still bleeding through the bandages. And you're, you're, not, you're not able to get it tight enough with the weakness, with the loss of blood you already have, and like you just your distraction from having the wound in the first place. You're not able to get it tight enough to really staunch the flow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You yelled out and said she was alive, right? Yes. So I'm like, well, the doctor's wife has to know at least more about this than we do. We need to wake her up. We need to get her to do this. Otherwise, she's going to She bleed was suffocated into unconsciousness, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, well, that she might work. breathe now. <laughs> if we don't do this, she's going to bleed to death eventually. We can't. Well, absolutely. The doctor's dead. I mean, <laughs> we can't take him anywhere else. No, I'm just saying the nuns. The nuns okay, have yeah. apothecary stuff they could do. That's true. Well, um, I mean, I'm not like incapacitated right no, yeah you have to get this treated by the end of the session or it will become a severe wound yeah it gets worse so um i think this is the point where sergio's falcon comes back and he uh, squawks the little squawk of i found the prey sergio so i think that cantaria should stay here with sergio and the wife and try and get this thing done and then antonius you're not wounded right no i'm not okay antonius and i can go with the bird go wreck this guy's face off sure because yeah so you can just kind of like have the Falcon like go lead Dellen and Antonius to the guy. We just wiped to that scene. We just kind of skipped through that time. Sort of a six checkerboard <laughs> Star Wars wipe. Yes. And yeah, so we see uh, Antonius and Dellen like sneaking down the street. Clank, clank. Yeah, exactly. Clank. Yeah. Um, I think the bird actually leads you to the Abbey. Oh, well, we should have brought Sergio. Darn it. <laughs> And I think it's like you get halfway there and then you realize that and you're like, oh, dang it. This. <laughs> well, here's hoping that she recovers quickly. and can. Are there people well. out on the streets? Uh, I mean, just as normally would be on this on the day. It doesn't look like this. Like, people hasn't turned into zombies and started killing each other or anything. So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to find a... If there are young boys around, I'm going to find one and ask them to run up to the doctor's house, find the men inside and tell them that we are headed toward the Abbey, but right. they should probably come that direction. Okay. And I'm going to give him a, you know, half penny or whatever. Okay, sure. Yeah. 
No, and then that makes sense. Yeah, the, the okay. boy, the boy just like he just nods eagerly. He's like, I, I, I could do that. Yes, yes, sir. And then he just runs off, and he's like twelve or something. The fountain leads you to like through the main gate of the to go into the abbey. You just walk in. Yeah, I will ride in. Yeah, okay, ride in. Yeah, and so yeah, you guys ride in, and uh, you get to the main gate, the gate that goes across the bridge to go to the abbey. That guy, the guard, just like lets you in. He's he's not he didn't care. Well, I asked him if somebody just came in with a knife and cloak. <laughs> he, he like shakes his head. He's like, uh, "No, sir, I didn't see anyone." I'm like, "Well, we're chasing a murderer. Alert the other guards and uh, form a perimeter. Don't let anybody leave." You see this look on his face is like, "Holy crap! How many murderers are there in this town?" Like, <laughs> there's like that same middle-aged nun who was manning the gate the first time. She just looks down at you and says, "Hello. Uh, did you need to enter the abbey?" I'm looking at the hawk. What's the hawk doing? Uh, the falcon's like circling around the main oh, building. Yeah. I tell her, not at her, I'm like, we're pursuing a uh, a murderer. That bird there is indicating he's inside your building. I've already alerted the guards to form a perimeter. We need to get in there. Uh, see if you can't clear the people out. I'm concerned he may attempt to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. And she looks really concerned. Like, she's just like, what? Uh, but, oh, because like they, no. almost, they got attacked <laughs> last night too. And so, yeah. 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 <laughs> she's so, like, do we get no rest? Yeah, so, just so like she, just, she just cranks open the gate and lets you guys in. So you guys ride in. Okay. Uh, so I think there's some, like, nuns, like, on the staircase. Like, I think they're doing, like, ritual penance. Or not penance, but, like, ritual, like, honoring of the dead kind of a thing. Um, okay. And in the courtyard, they have, like, these funeral pyres where they have, like, their okay. dead nun companions. And they're all kind of, yeah. like, praying and participating in that ritual. Um, but they kind of, like, scatter out of your way because you're, like, you know riding straight through like really determinedly i'm assuming you just swing off your horse and just go inside uh yeah i might have antonia stay on the horse so you can ride the guy down if he comes out i'm not sure we want to do that that way <laughs> antonia uh, i'd rather try my luck at an opposed knife test with him and try my luck at a riding test on that horse <laughs> last time i did a riding test i got hit in the head with a rock and it fell off that is an accurate statement all right fine I'll just leave the horse here. But then if he takes it, we're screwed. So I'm going to tie it to something, take the time to secure it, because otherwise it's going to be his escape plan, not okay. ours. Are you so, doing it carefully? I don't know. <laughs> you do it. You're probably better at tying knots than I am. You work with their hands, right? Do things. <laughs> so uh, you, um, I mean, you just storm through. Where are you going exactly? Well, I probably have Antonia circle around the back through like, I don't know how many entrances. We know there's at least two entrances into this thing. I mean, there is a giant hole in the window. That's there true. Is. Actually, you probably went in that way. So one of us should go in that way, and one of us should go in the front door. We just need to cover as many exits as possible between the two of us. Which is two exits. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> With an orbital laser, you could cover several at a time. Yes, I make an orbital laser. <laughs> <laughs> Untrained. You, you roll a philosophy test to make an untrained or make a an orbital laser. Untrained orbital laser. Antonius, <laughs> Antonius, here's a plan. We have all of the nuns stand in front of the window, and then you stand in front of one door, and I'll stand in front of the other one, and then he can't get out. Let's make and a wall. Just come out and kill a bunch of nuns all at once. And... Well, you know, one of them has to get a lucky roll. Come on, a bunch of them. I do not like that attitude. I mean, you know, we already have the funeral pyres. <laughs> uh, I'm just That's kidding. True. Just kidding. Um, so, what's your actual plan here? So, I mean, I'm going to go in the front door because. Hey, guys. And then, let's black and white and red all over. 
A nun who's been stabbed by an assassin. No, the results of these bad decisions. (laughs) Uh I think I'm going to go in where the breach was then. Okay. All right, that's probably where he came in. So I'm going to go in through the main door. I may not have stealthy, but I'm not going to try and be loud either, I guess. Antonius, you want to make an observation test for me when you go into the the stained glass? Oh, yep, yep. I can do that, yes. Ob three, I think. You got a six. Nice. Yeah, sweet. Okay, so um, yeah, you spot uh on like a jagged piece of glass that's still connected to like the frame. There's like a piece of shredded cloak that got caught on, and it's the same color as the guy. So, so now this door same color is the guy or same color as his cloak. Same color as the cloak. Okay, so basically, I'm going to scan, and as long as he's not right next to me, I'm going to try and get to the other exit as soon as possible because then at least I can do everything. So, like, you go through, like, the hallways, and I think a couple nuns, like, one or two, just kind of, like, look at you as you pass and, like, uh, can I help you with something? He says, yeah, go join your sisters outside. It might not be safe in here. And, and then, you, they, yeah, they give you an alarmed look and uh, just run. In your bedside manner. I'm like, have you seen, have you seen any, uh, a man with a green cloak come through here? No, uh, no, I haven't. I'm, I'm sorry. I, of course not. <laughs> I don't say that out loud. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Please be quick about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Go get me a sandwich. Be quick about it. <laughs> a- Antonius, where are you going while this is happening? Also, pray for my buddy. He's dying, and you get plus twenty will, and you get an extra. <laughs> <laughs> this first section is that section you just walked into. It's the entrance chamber with the stained glass windows, all that stuff. There's a collection of rooms in this back portion, including like pantries and sleeping quarters, and then at the very back, there's like a chapel. Before those nuns leave, I ask them if anybody else is in here, in the back. If there's anybody else inside the building. Okay, yeah, they say, I believe the abbess was meeting with someone. Oh, it was, uh, Alphonse. <laughs> the look on your face is so great! I make that face in character. <laughs> and I just, I hoof it as fast as I can. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just sort of look from room to room and try to do a more thorough search behind what Dylan did. Sure, sure, yeah. Go ahead and make, knife uh, in my hand make a knife I have my knife out. Make an observation test for me again, Antonius. Ob two. He should be the minus for that massive beard in front of his face. <laughs> what? No. How did... No. You're distracted by several things, such as by the sound beard. of Dylan clanking in the distance. There's a few nuns shouting to each other. There's a hole in the pantry door. There is a hole in the pantry. <laughs> but yeah, so, so you don't notice anything as you're kind of like wandering around looking at stuff. And Tonus, if you get randomly stabbed, I'm yeah, so, so mad. So, <laughs> so Dellen, we pick back up with you, and where are you going exactly? I'm just going to barrel straight through whatever door I think they're behind. <laughs> I mean... They're behind door number one! Um, oh, you picked correctly! I mean, the, the two I places you could think of. Yeah. Or am I just I, I assume they're in a little chapel area. area. Okay, so if you my... if you go to the chapel area, we'll, we'll get back to you in just just one <laughs> moment, Sergio. And so yeah, you, you burst into the chapel area. Door. You burst into the chapel area. I think you see the abbess in prayer just by herself in front of the shrine in the middle of the the room. Okay, uh, the, the back of the room rather. I asked her where it wasn't. Theo supposed to be with her. Yes, yes, he was. Is but much doing. Where is he? You know. Okay, I asked her where. I'm like. Abbas, where's Theo and, and probably far away from you is Alphonse. a butter munch. 
she's going to roll falsehood in response. Oh my gosh. But if, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I'm going to stab the trains on the falsehood roll. Uh, yeah. This woman, I'm going to saw. She is mm. indeed. She makes me angry. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, David. Oh, thank goodness. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, um, she looks at you and she says, I have no idea what you're talking about. And you just sell, she's lying to your face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I pull my sword out, not like in a threatening manner, just right, like, right. I need to know what's happening. Sure. I'm yeah. like, tell me where they are now. <laughs> she says, they came to me, of course, but we just had a brief conversation um, just about the progress of your mission. And I, I wanted to thank Alphonse for helping me. Theo, I believe Theo's around here somewhere. He, he just went off to rest, I think. Every word is a lie. Uh, I was going to make a joke, but I don't think Dellen would make that joke, so okay. it's not going to work. So you just stonewall her? Like, I don't think Dellen yeah, would make a joke. I was going to be like, so you thank him like you thank the mayor and just see what her face does, but I... Just see uh, what her face does, you know? <laughs> uh, and maybe he says that. He's sarcastic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think she goes pale. Really yeah. pale. I'm like, now where is he? <laughs> And I think that's the moment where a really tall Asian man, like not Asian, but With like knives, show a man okay. steps out and draws a sword. Okay. I can't. And, yeah, we cut there. We <laughs> go, <it. laughs> we go to Antonius and Antonius is looking through rooms and he gets to a room that has a locked door where mostly, most of the time the nuns don't have locks on their doors because it's just like a, a commune for Except all the nuns. the pantry that had the hole in the door. Yeah, the pantry that, that had... That one had been locked at one point. It was locked at one point, yeah. The, but this is not the pantry because the pantry had a hole in it. This is just uh, a room, like uh, what looks to be like a nun, the quarters of a nun, but it's locked. Or I mean, at least, or at least <laughs> like jammed, like you can't yeah. open it. And I think each of these doors have a keyhole but they're just naturally unlocked normally. Like, okay. Okay. But I mean, there is a distinct possibility she just doesn't want to be walked in on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, knock first. Play. Yes, I am. Going to <laughs> knock first. You knock first. Make a perception roll for me. And scaring me, Caleb. Face on. Graduated. Yeah, just make Secret. it graduated. Cool. What? Ooh, it's not, it's not a whole lot. In the um, world, am I. Here's something. There's something happening behind the door. It's muffled. You really can't make it out. I knock oh, again. Oh, that's not sketchy. You knock again. I mean, it's the same thing. Like you just it's just right on the edge of your hearing. So there's no response. There might be a response, but you just can't tell. There's some noise and it's bothering you because you can't tell. It's just so faint. Wait, is Alphonse in there? Oh my goodness. Well, I am oh, going no. to wait. Tell me no. The faint sound is continues. Faint sound continues, but that's all. Right. Yep. Well, she's probably not being killed. Well, not, not considering it, it can't be somebody intending to come answer the door. So... You know how to do this. You've broken doors before. Rock base is slightly higher than my raw power. But if I fork in prison-wise... You can fork, I'm fork in materials-wise. You can fork in materials-wise. That was a lot of dice. Holy crap. You just run through it. You just, like, it has a human-shaped hole in it. Where you, it was actually made out of paper. I mean, it's up to you, Antonius. What does this look like when you break down the door? I'm going to say I ripped the thing right off its hinges. Okay. 
Yeah, she just you just do the same sort of, thing you did with the prison door back in the beginning. We're foreshadowing it, man. Up there was a foreshadowing. Shoved. And yeah, up, up and shove <laughs> No, I'm gonna shove it at Oh, shove it in? Inside. Okay. Well, cool. that seems kind of dangerous. Well, okay. I get my question is this. Mm-hmm. Which direction no, is that's the on inside of the door or on the outside? I think it opens out. I think it opens out. Yes, I'm gonna rip it out in a way. Yeah, mainly because the rooms are so small that having the door open inwards would create such a cramped quarters environment there. So, yeah, so you just rip it off and throw it on. And and I think what you, I mean, I know what you see is you see Alphonse and Theo tied up, gagged in the corner of this room. And they're making muffled noises like <laughs> Wait, isn't Theo have like a six with his thing? How did he screw that up? <laughs> I mean, uh, attractive Abbas. I mean, yeah, but six with a thing. It. Like, I know, I, mean, I know exactly how it happened. I, I can but, see it, yeah. David. There's a I, I believe you. Dismayed. Yeah, Tony. <laughs> is there anything else in the room? There totally is something else in the room, and it's the guy with a knife who steps out to like face between you and the captives. So yeah, we cut over to Sergio and Cantarius, and I think um, you get the message. The boy runs in and basically tells you. There was a man who who told me to to come here and tell you that uh, they were at the abbey, and then you needed to come. He gave Wait, he gave we me a half penny. Abbey. Weren't we on our way to the abbey anyway? Because I needed medical stuff. No, I was saying that they needed to wake up the woman that was right, the doctor's wife, and that he she should be able to stitch you up. Katarius, did you try to do that? Probably not. I like what. Oh wait, no, I can't watch her sleep. Never mind. I probably will, bro. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Sergio's dying. You know what? What are you trying to use to yeah. wake her up? You could make an alchemy test to make like smelling salts. Nice. Yes. So. Uh, yes, you failed. Um, I think what happens is you do make the smelling salts, but it basically makes the wife go into like a spasmic shock, and like she just uh, flails around and just like kind of like passes out again and she's even worse for you know, now i'm so good at this <laughs> i always just cause more problems for us isn't that great guys mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah so sergio are you basically just like determined like yeah let's go to the abbey and get myself stitched up now kind of a thing i'll make an aura roll on okay checker condition see if i can not have wound penalties awesome cool yep definitely did I get it? Yep. Oh, I didn't get it. Hooray. She has that same faint aura that the old lady and Maddie did. So. Okay. Uh, so you're going to head out to the, uh, the the Abbey or what? To the Abbey. Or do you want to just like kill her? I mean, because she has this dormant thing. Antarius, can you carry her? We could take her to the Abbey too. I mean, I'm kind of the blind. Treatment. Yeah, could, but you have. You have the hearing. You could probably do it. No problem. not blind. You I, I'm, can I'm kidding. navigate fine. All right, cool. So that, I think, yeah, that's where we kind of like just leave off as you guys heading out with, you know, okay. Cantarius carrying the girl. Do you want to just say that, that you reach the Abbey and get treated? Yeah, because that's right where we were going. Sure. Let me let me just are. go ahead and make that roll real quick then. So this is the treatment roll. Three successes. She needed four. For many wounds, one die is permanently subtracted from an appropriate stat, but the character can recover the other one. Wait, can I? I can't help the non peoples at all. And I like encourage them with my uh, stoicness during the surgery kind of a deal. Oh, meditation. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll your meditation and you can add a one dice to this test if you succeed. That would totally help. 
they do get to reroll one dice. So let's see if this actually works. Awesome, it does. Yeah. Cool. So you do get treated. You don't permanently get reduced. Um, so you automatically get one dice back here from your wound. So it basically just turns into a light wound instead of a mini wound. That last okay. dice will not be recovered until this amount of weeks that I'm going to roll right now. Of rest, I guess. Seven weeks of rest. So as it stands right now, uh, Theo has five weeks of rest. You have seven weeks of rest. And Connor has three months of rest. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys are yep. all pretty beat up from this. Bad things have happened. Now it's time to do what we do at the end of every episode of Crow Inquisitors, going back through our beliefs, instincts, and traits, and finding out if our characters earned any Artha through their actions and play. Let's check that out now. So let's go ahead and just run through your beliefs and instincts. Yep. Let's see what we uh, got. The gods have minds above our own and are to be trusted above all others. I didn't fix this yet. Thought gods. I learned the heretics' beliefs to see if they align. Persona, you did that. Yay. Alphonse will pay for what he did to our sister, be useful for now. He lives to bring us strength as allies. I mean, Technically, I did that, though I didn't know I was doing that. That's fine. You can take credit for it. That's fine. All right, thanks. I have been entrusted with a holy task, and I'll keep the ruffians inside to in line. I'll assert myself with the head of the group. I definitely think you did this time. Yep. So fate cool. for that. I mean, you were, like, leading the whole, like, let's go find these people thing. Yeah. Cool. Never going unarmed, unarmed under any circumstance did not hurt me. If I'm to kill a man, I didn't do that. Uh, I almost did. Uh, <laughs> never leave a word against the holy challenge. I don't think I did that either. Being disciplined, faithful, Mark Plovis, Chantred, Fearless, none of those got me in trouble. I didn't really get into trouble, really. Yeah. Uh, Cantarius, what do you got here? I was spared for a reason. I'll administer my own justice. I'll spare no one to stop this disease. Uh, I mean, you didn't. I, mean, I kind so of slaughtered somebody. I mean, you didn't. It was Dellen who really did it. Well, yeah, but I guess. But you, I mean, you worked towards it, so you stick. got a fate. Yeah. I, was, mm -hmm. I wasn't going to hit the man over the head with a, a, a stick, which I didn't actually have. So. Yeah. Anyway, the staff is the key to figuring out what happened to my son. I'll find a way to eat it back. Um, I'll always do what's right, no matter what anyone thinks. Yeah. I'll make sure that there's no unnecessary death. If there's a confrontation, I'll make sure the leader decides what to do. I did that once. It didn't get me into trouble. No. Always inventing something. Never harm a child. Yeah. Um, go ahead and take one fate for blind, though, because, I mean, you could have really helped Sergio and probably field dressed him just fine if you weren't blind. Yeah. So. I, mean, I could have done a lot of things this time. I yeah. could have chased after the guy. Yep, yep. So take the Wait, Connor has field dressing? No, he just, he, he has a really high perception. Yeah, so. I was just eating a salad earlier. Most of it's gone, though. So, Antonius? 
I'm just full of bad jokes today. I apologize. You think it only happens today? <laughs> That's right, a good point. And because you are a bad joke, Connor. Oh, oh, that hurts. Oh. It hurts my soul. Beliefs. I want to get my life back, so I play along with the church's schemes. The current task is to stop the murderer. You definitely work towards that. I blame Cantarius for Maddie's death and want him to be punished. Uh, Not really. really. Yeah. Do that effectively. I don't want to be a horrible person, therefore I rein in the blooded, thirsty impulses of the members of the party. You attempted to, yeah. You were working towards that. If I see something broken, I must fix it. Um, I would say that murdering stuff, probably. But did it get you into trouble, exactly? Well, considering I'm face-to-face with a man with a knife. Sure, take pay for it. I always believe I'm right. Yeah, I don't think Antonius was super arrogant and... <laughs> Enough on himself this time. Not really. No. I always have a knife on me. Didn't get me into trouble. <laughs> it did it did come up though. Mm-hmm. Um then traits doesn't look like any of this. Yeah, no. Yeah, alright. So not a whole lot of fate, but it's something. Uh Sergio. I, I, lost the session, so. I wanna whip this group into shape. I will put someone in charge and make sure the others follow his lead. Not really. I want to gain the Taconi Stewards recognition in the Sainthood. Nope. But I did gain my new site. Yep. So, so you got a persona for that. Hooray. Do I uh replace this with something else then? Yeah, um you could you could basically if you wanted to, you could just replace it with I will try to get better at doing aura reading. And then as soon as you get the next level, then you can get another persona and so on and so forth. You oh, could okay. uh you can rewrite that if you want to anything, but you could just keep that belief going as long as you want to continue advancing our reading. Alright. Thinking he kinda wants to learn how to field dress now. Okay. Yeah. Have the uh uh the nuns teach him some healing skills. Yeah, definitely. Especially because I feel like we're gonna I mean I know pretty much at this point we're gonna have a long Dana kinda like aftermath stay in the town for a while and recover bit. Mm-hmm. So you'll have some time to practice and whatnot. And then I don't think I have any instincts or traits. I did get stabbed, but I don't know what I can tie that to as far as written traits. Loner. I was alone when I got stabbed. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. that actually makes sense because, sure. like, that's literally a part of why you got stabbed is because you you decided I want to go stealth in by myself. That's legitimately connected. True. Is there anything else for your instincts or anything like that that you? Not that I can see. Nope. Okay, cool. So there you go, cool, awesome. So yeah, next session we will absolutely wrap this up. I'll see y'all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Alright. Adios. See ya. That was episode 8 of Chrome Quizzitors. Look out for bonus content coming up as well, such as original fiction, music, and other extras to tide you over until we return to the campaign proper. I hope you're enjoying the story so far. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for another episode. (laughs) 